welcome to 12 questions what 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 this is anna valenzuela and guess what by 2021 oh we didn't need you get out of here kick rocks uh and i'm really excited to bring in this new year with my co-host the lovely the sweet mr dave yates uh sweet that's that's a new one um but yeah 2021 sayonara i guess i I think someone said there's a shitty meme where it's like 2022 is just 2020 (laughs) as well Uh, yeah it's kind of i mean it's all kind of blending together for sure like it doesn't feel like we've been out of the house since 2019 entirely but time has passed i have more gray hair than i did two years ago so i know time has passed me too i've got i've got some gray hairs coming in people don't believe me I, w- I, I will, yeah, I will be completely white head of hair before I hit 40. Um, uh, that's my guess. I thought that, and I'm getting very close to 40, and it's not happening yet, so um, it, we, it might not be that way. I think I think our parents lived hard lives. <laughs> I think shit was different back in the 80s, like... <laughs> I mean that's when I mean that's when I'll peak is when I'm a silver fox. I've just all all the moments have been leading up to me just doing ads, ads for, for dads. dads. It sounds like cars for kids, but ads for dads. No, it's my OnlyFans. Uh, ads for dads. I'm just tapping into I'm tapping into the gray bear market. Um, I, I I love it. I love it. We are not having a guest right now because we're just gonna like talk about some New Year's resolutions. Now I do want to say even though. Recovery resolutions. Recovery resolutions, right? And also, I do want to say, even though this is not an astrology podcast, we have had some very woo-woo people on. I just want to say, 2022 opening on a Mercury retrograde. Let's just get, <laughs> let's just let's just get that out there. Uh, shit's about to. It's gonna be fun. So at least we're getting that out of the way. Yeah, get 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 your get your pussy crystals ready, everybody. 2022. <laughs> Gotta got keep that amethyst, fellas. Keep that amethyst in your butt, pussy, and ladies, get your fucking yeah. pussy eggs ready because twenty twenty. I love that in your mind, astrology is just crystals in your puss. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it seems like a commitment. Like if, if you're gonna if you're gonna commit to something, go full force. <laughs> I grow my own crystals. <laughs> I mean, didn't did Gwen, Gwyneth Paltrow made it like a whole business? Yeah, that's just like you know, it's just people. a thing that makes you kegel something inside. Yeah. Yeah, fucking butt kegels, pussy kegels. Hey, Let's tighten up for 2022, everybody. Up. Let's make a commitment. That could be your resolution. Tighten, tighten up. up for tighten 2022. Up. What's your first? What's your first recovery goal for 2022, Dave? I'm gonna try to do uh, more seeking. I'm gonna try to investigate more uh, different Ooh. types of spirituality. Um, I've been spiritually lacking probably for the past few years. We talk about it a lot. I talk about it a lot on the podcast. So I'm going to make an effort to do some seeking, whether it's uh, spend a little money and do some meditation retreats or go to a few different brands of religious gatherings. You know, I I think I should just check off all the lists. Like I have no, I have Mm -hmm. no desire to join an organized religion, Uh, but there was a... There was an old-timey philosopher that traveled the whole world before, like, there was planes. 
trying mm-hmm. to find a religion for himself. And he went to all different kinds of churches. Um, was it Kajamish? I can't remember his name specifically. Uh, but St- Stuart Huff, who's a phenomenal comedian, um, does a whole bit on this guy uh, on his album, God Hates Anne. And what he found was he traveled the entire world on a boat going to these different churches. And what he came up with is that, like, you know, he could do church within, inside himself. So uh, that's that that God existed within. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna traverse the the globe per se, but I I think I'm gonna try to attempt to sit in on some of the see where religious people were right scenarios. So I I tend to go to Buddhist temple. I will uh, intend on going. To, obviously, I'll I'll do the Christian stuff. I might go to you know um, a synagogue. Who knows? Who knows? But that's uh. Resolution number one is I'm going to try to put myself in more spiritual I spaces. That. I love that. I had um, my last go around through the steps. My sponsor was like, um, you know, try different stuff and, and check out like, you know, meditation groups and all kinds of stuff. But she did give me because I'm susceptible to joining cults. Like I've accidentally been to like Pentecostal camp meetings and seen people speak in tongues. And I've been... Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm susceptible to cultishness because uh, I just love a vibe. <laughs> and so she did uh, have me review before embarking on this journey, The Seven Signs of a Cult. So I'm just going to share that just in case. Just uh... <laughs> Sure, l- listeners, be, be aware if <laughs> so you're in a cult or not. thinking, right? Um, isolates members mm-hmm. and penalizes them for leaving. So... That's actually when people are like, 12-step programs are a cult. I'm like, no, you can leave at any time. <laughs> uh, emphasizes uh, special doctrine and out- outside of scripture or outside scripture. Okay. So like taking a taking your own personal weird twist on things, you know, like mm, this is our flavor. Um, seeking inappropriate loyalty towards leaders. Uh, dishonoring the family unit. That just always reminds me of that South Park episode where where they're like, Giebel, gobble, giebel, one of gobble, us. one of us, <laughs> exactly. one of us. Uh, dishonors the family unit. So people are like, don't talk to your family anymore. Um, crossing biblical boundaries of behavior versus sexual purity and personal ownership. I think I just like found like a weird Christian version of this list. Um, and separation from... Listen, if your Christian church wants these things... Beware. Our yeah, Christian I think church I, doesn't oh, want these Oh, things. yeah. Well, that's the Atlantic. Oh, well. But anyway, uh, the important thing is, is go on that journey. Don't join a cult. <laughs> I think I want to join a cult. Honestly, I think you make a good case. All those things sound pretty appealing to me. I'm tired of thinking for myself. So, I mean, the cult, the cult environment seems cozy and warm. And one could argue... All of those things you said. I mean, I've I've seen people act like oh, yeah. each one of those things in fucking twelve st- in, in twelve step rooms. Like that's it. It's. Totally. It, I mean, so it's. I get it. If you're hearing those things and you're listening and you're a non-denominational recovering person, I hear it too. I hear exactly how each of those things Anna had read um, sounds like something you'd find in a twelve step group. You know, like uh, someone said this, uh, you know, the, the uh, uh, 12 step saying is uh, when someone relapses or goes back, like, we don't shoot our wounded. But then I heard another guy say, yeah, we'll beat them up a little bit when they come back. You know, we'll fuck them up a little bit when they come back. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Uh, and, and actually, I mean, I have some friends, you know, it's really fun about going to meetings over Zoom. It's like I can go to meetings like in different areas I've lived in. And it's interesting watching like 
people come back or after this last couple years and how folks are receiving that and and really trying to come from a spiritual place and the spiritual like like not being like fuck this person they're out but being like no you're of course welcome here um but still acknowledging their feelings which is interesting it is really interesting watching people go through that I, you, one of my favorite quotes in 12 step is uh, no one has sunk too low or is too uh oof, i'm gonna paraphrase it but like no, no one's too fucked up to be welcome cordially sure you know and like that's 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 the way it goes you know like yeah no matter what you did how long you've been gone you should be welcome back but also with that caveat it's like don't mm. waste our fucking time like don't 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 waste don't waste our time you know like and and then maybe that sounds harsh but like i've watched so many people love people into the ground you know like you you can be very frank and realistic with the time that you give to people like the people that like i'm gonna keep drinking good go do that keep drinking i don't want you to but if you got to go do that go do that and then call me when you want to try to get sober you know like that's it it does nothing in my opinion and these are just dave's <laughs> opinions you know uh um when when we're just like oh it's okay it's super okay it's super okay that you you keep coming in and not doing the work and you keep coming in and trying to like you know um manipulate people into taking care of you like that happens around the rooms and i think people in recovery need to set boundaries because a lot of that's codependency you know i have it i've been there you know i've let people i've let people uh take advantage of my time and uh you know i'm not saying you have to be a prick it might have sounded prickish but like you know the most valuable thing we can give anybody is our time but you know, like, I, it's none of my business who wants to get sober or not. But um, like, I just I had a newcomer situation today where a buddy reached out. He's like, "Oh yeah, so and so's new, new got hundred something days where, you know, around where you live. Uh, can I give him your phone number?" I said, "Absolutely." He goes, "He's probably going to text you." I said, "Okay." So I told the cat when he texted me, I said, "Hey, you know, if you want to mm-hmm. talk recovery, give me a call." You know, like I'm, you know, and well, he hasn't called. <laughs> I, you, know? you know, so it. You know, that's, sure. but that's just the nature of the business. Like not, not everybody's ready. And that's, that's completely okay. Like I have so much love and empathy for the, similarly for people who are the, Like the, the pointing out that some folks will slip into a mindset of wanting certainty in, in our fellowships and kind of sound a little cultish or, um, you know, I think both of those things, um, what is important is that we, uh, bring our traditions and our spiritual principles with us first, which is hard. You know what I mean? It's hard. What I discovered underneath people pleasing for me was um, a big dollop of like sensitive ego. So, you know, I pray for my higher power to remove this, you know, this current layer of people pleasing. And what was underneath was um, this inability to engage to disengage from certain things and that all comes from ego right and so like i think what what is important with not engaging in those things is taking out remembering that the principles of a thing versus the human aspect of a thing um are like humans will bring their defects humans will bring their bullshit and um you know all we can do is reach a hand out and you know suit up and show up and be kind to others and uh and not you know not have any expectations 
Um, one thing that's really resonated with me, I got this mm -hmm. from um, a different podcast, a podcast called Je Ghost of a Podcast, Jessica Lignato, that she's like a dream guest for 2022. I really would like to have her on. Um, is the uh, the phrase, that's just so-and-so being so-and-so. So like, that's just Oscar being Oscar. Oscar's going to meow when I'm talking into a microphone. That's like his thing. Um, that's just Oscar being Oscar. And it's not a personal affront uh, to to me uh, or to the people around me or to my sense of safety. It's just that that's that person being that person and I can live my boundaries um, uh, accordingly. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Sure. Yeah, and, and, and being very open and vocal with boundaries uh, I think is important, you know, um, as far as like everybody gets one with me. I had a circumstance where... Um, and a fellow who was uh, was curious about getting sober, and I was there for him. And he called me up drunk one night, and he's like, "I'm going to kill myself." And I said, "Oh, well, where are you? I'm going to come get you." You know. So I drove out and I picked him up, and he's talking about suicide. And I'm like, "I'm going to take you to the hospital. Do you want to go to the hospital?" He's like, "Sure." I get to the hospital, and they're like, "Who are you?" I'm like, oh, "I'm a friend of a fellowship that cares about people like this." And he's talking about harming himself. And he's like, "They're like, well, we can't really admit him unless he says it." I'm like, "Ask him." And they're like, "Are you thinking about harming yourself?" He's like, "Yeah." So they admitted him, and he was in there for like three days. Yeah. And he gets back out. He's like, thank you so much. Da, da, da. I say, hey, man, I'm happy to do it. You know, um, if you want to meet me at a meeting, you know, I'm going to be here at this date and this date. And that I give him a couple options, and we can, we can go through the book if you feel like it, you know. And then uh, like two days later, he calls me drunk, and he's aggressive. And I, I'm like, hey, man, I don't think I'm going to be the person to help you. Uh, and I'm, I wish you the best, uh, yeah. but I'm blocking your it number. Happens. You know, and that's... And that's that. That's what I'm trying to convey. It's just like uh, being of maximum service, but also like, because what was I supposed to do? Be like, oh, it's okay, <laughs> you know, because because that to me, like, it's not. If I keep like, I'm not going to be the person mm -hmm. to help that person, you know. So that would prevent that person from actually reaching the person he's supposed to connect with, mm -hmm. you know. And I see I see that a lot, you know, where people string each other along, and I just think sometimes it's just better like sure. to just recognize, yeah. like, like when it's when it's it's yeah just, definitely it's definitely I, out, I definitely you know? um yeah i've had that i've had that circumstance a couple of times and um yeah and i i think it's okay it's it's like this i had to tell a family member i couldn't help them with something if I, if when i showed up they were drunk because i can't teach them anything uh you know i can't mm -hmm. help them learn their yeah. computer if they're drunk and so so yeah it is mm -hmm. it is a uh and, and then sticking to that boundary and also not making like a, my favorite thing about boundaries is boundaries level one, training wheels, boundaries, right? Is like, I, is walking around going with a sign going, I have boundaries now. Hello. I have boundaries now. Hello. These are my boundaries. Honor my boundaries. Like it's, it's like this really big performative thing. And it's good because it's that idea of like acting our way into, or yeah, acting our way into right thinking. Right. And then I reached a level with boundaries recently where it was like, I don't have to say this is my boundary. I can just get up and leave. And I was like, "Oh, I am mm -hmm. yeah, so they're, they're for powerful. us. That's why the like, way I always I was taught. Like, oh, girl, you just got up and left. Mm -hmm. Look at you. <laughs> you know. Oh yeah, there there's a couple circumstances mm -hmm. around the holiday where it's just like I I would I could have proved to uh, a, an individual in my life that I was right, and yeah. I was like, I don't need to be right all the time. Like this this person can just be dry. You know, this mm -hmm. person could just be dry and I don't have to be like, hey, you dry as fuck. You know, like I don't have to teach them. I've, how, I've how found to recover, recently, too, because you know? it used to be like 
getting to that point was doing this thing where I would be like, oh, okay. And I would just sort of like, I would say something because I would have to speak. Like I'd have to be like, because my brain is like, say a thing. And so I'd be like, oh, okay. And then I would just kind of walk away. And recently I learned that I don't have to say anything. Like the program was working my life and I can like let someone step on their own dick and then just sort of stare at them a little bit, but like in a kind way, just like, just kind of observe it and then watch them catch it immediately. It's mm-hmm. like magic. <laughs> I'm very into it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, 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 my sponsor and one of the fellowships I, I'm a part of uh, likes to say, um, you know, uh, you know, you can forgive, but don't, you don't have to forget either. Like I can forgive people that aren't, mm-hmm. you know, that have wasted my time or like that have treated me unkind. Like, yeah, that forgiveness is what, how I sleep at night. But you remember, you know, you don't have to, like, it's not a resentment. It's just like, yeah, this is, this is that yeah, person. Yeah, I, I tend do, to like block. Um, I will forgive and forget, but I'll forget to my detriment, if that makes any sense. It'll be like, it'll be like, well, that person, I can't hang out with that person anymore. And then I'll be, um, and then I'll, uh, I'll forget about the reason like the thing that drew the line for example um oh gosh early in a comedy i was goofing around with these uh two comics and we were just laughing and joking and and one of them grabbed my hand i had this uh my mom's ring on and um this little ring here and and he grabbed my hand and he pretended to put a cigarette out on my hand just as a joke kind of talking about like my low self-esteem and he stuck the cigarette actually onto the ring and then it burned my hand and i um and i remember there was this moment of like everybody was like whoa that went way too far and uh, you know i i don't talk to that person too much after that per my sponsor's direction and my um uh like a few months goes by and i'm like why won't these people why aren't these people like i feel so left out everybody's hanging out without me and she was like yeah you mean that person who put a cigarette out on your hand like go- like joke or mm-hmm. not they did it and uh try to yeah. remember that that happened like i have this way yeah. part of the neglect abuse cycle yeah. in my family is i have this way of just like low-key boxing up things that were kind of traumatic and just like being like okay i'm gonna put it on a shelf and never think about it again and um so sometimes i have to actively remember like why are you not connected with that person anymore because they're not kind to you because they're not and it it doesn't mean that you have to walk around thinking about them all the time and that you're living in resentment it's not a failure it is not a failure of forgiveness it is simply a you practicing Mm -hmm. the self-care of not putting yourself in harm's way all the time yeah yeah i you know i maintain that I, i can work on forgiveness on my own i don't have to go i don't have to be around the person that i'm forgiving in order to completely forgive someyone you know, some people were just not <laughs> no. supposed to be around. Hey, listen, I'm bad yeah. at that too. Right. I'm like, oh, but if anybody leaves my life, then I've I failed. I just recently read a book. Ooh, she's talking about a book she mm-hmm. read, a self help book she read, called um, "Too Good to Too Good to Leave, Too Bad to Stay." And one of the interesting things about this book is that it has um, it talks about the the process of like when fundamental trust in a relationship is fractured and 
how it might be repairable, it might not be, you don't know, and it takes time. And they said literally between 30 days to five years, it can take time to develop trust again. It's a pretty so big that's window. That's a huge window. And so I've been walking around for the last couple of like years being like, you know, I feeling like I've failed at the act of forgiveness, but it is such a process and it is such a long-term process that I've actually kicked ass at the act of forgiveness. Like I've been really pretty good at forgiving some things that were deeply hurtful and um, take time to recover from. And um, it helped me really reframe this idea that because I couldn't just let it roll off my back, uh, you know, my dad always used to be like, just be like water off a duck's back. And I'm like, Okay, but just like it. Oh yeah, that's that's a that's a that's yeah, an old, old school, school twelve, 12 step. step. Wear it, wear it like a wear it like a wear life exactly. like a loose and garment. the problem, not the problem with that, but like too literally, it 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 dismisses the necessity to process, right? And and I think that'll I'll I'll get to I'll get to my little first one, my first little recovery resolution is um uh. I would like to find a way to, and I've been saying this for a while, but I'd like to implement what I've learned in the last couple of years of reflection and doing step work around pulling my disease out of my career and having a career for the act of joy and the act of love and the act of service rather than a place for my disease to get its rocks off. So that is, that is one of my big goals is to put into practice the things that um, I've been writing about, journaling about, you know, step working around, uh, you know, doing therapy, that all, all that stuff. Just separate those two things so I can live happy, joyous, and free, and have the life beyond my wildest dreams. I don't have to throw one out the out the window for the other. Does that make sense? Yeah, I uh, I think when I'm at my best, and I'm not always in this mindset, but when I separate what it is that I do for a living mm-hmm. from who I am as a person. It makes it yeah. it makes it a little easier, like learning learning mm-hmm. to say no to things, like and, and like uh, and you know, um, you know, it, it, what I do like doesn't make like for example like the maybe and maybe I, I I'm missing the mark on here, but what it reminds me of is sometimes like when like I'll say something and convey a feeling, and then someone's like, well, you're a comedian, you can't take a yeah. joke. It's like no, I'm a person, like. Like it's just like I, I I can I can not be cool with some shit you just said to me. Uh, low key, if you're you know, listening to this, like, comedians have like it, no sense of humor about themselves. Generally, sometimes they do, but like uh, my experience, my experience, and this is, I'm not talking about. I'm yes, not talking I have about no you. No sense of humor. I, I have no sense of humor. No, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Everybody listening, Anna basically just said that I have no sense of humor about myself, so I should I shouldn't be, be telling people. We can be very self serious. Is what I'm saying. Is like mm. on the one hand, we're always joking as we process through the world, and then can be very like very self serious. Is what I've noticed, myself included. I'm not. I'm not saying you. I'm saying in general. Yeah, <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> I'm just am I am I am I on track with what you're saying? Yes. You're trying to separate church mm-hmm. and state. You know. No, That's I love that. I, I love that. I love that, and I do understand like. God, I was once in a couples therapy session, and my therapist shout out to shout out to couples therapy. And the couples therapist looked at my partner and was like, "But you're a comedian. Why don't you have a sense of humor?" <laughs> With that, and I was like, "Woo, mm. woo!" 
<laughs> but it is, and, and I thought I thought long and hard about that. And I was like, oh, it is because we wrap ourselves, just like you were saying, we wrap ourselves in the armor of like, I'm a knight, I'm a cop, I'm a nurse, I'm a comedian. And like, is this, yeah, are all things exactly. We, we like choose this identity rather than um, I do mm -hmm. this incredible job and I am a person. Like I am a, I am mm -hmm. a person. Yeah, I, I've been toting around like this, like work is something that yes. you do. It's not who you are. It's like, yeah, you might identify as a nurse, a police officer or mm -hmm. a fireman or whatever, but like, it's not who you are. You know, that's the same, like when you see people fly the the Blue Lives Matter flag, it's like they, they're choosing to be a blue life. You know, that is their job. And I, I respect the police, but they weren't born a police. Yeah. You know, so it's just like that, 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 that is also that's that's an area where people don't separate the yeah, job from yeah, the person. Yeah, And I and it you is, know. you know, it's almost like capitalism wants us to define ourselves by how we make our money so we can um, derive our self-esteem mm -hmm. from the pursuit of money and greatness rather than mm -hmm. um, like who we are in our relationships and our connections. Yeah, and to go back to what I was saying, like I get to choose who's close enough to me to make true. jokes at my expense. Yeah, that's actually that's really you know? true. Like there and, has to be like a prox the proximity bubble. That's something I had to work out in therapy. Was like writing physically writing. Like, what is the proximity bubble? Like, what's an acquaintance? What does that look like? Mm -hmm. What is a friend? What is a intimate friend? You know, what is a business partner? Like, like putting together and and putting together those moments of like what like time I had to explain to somebody recently that like the amount of time in which the friendships intimacy had developed was so quickly that it felt dangerous. Mm -hmm. That's for me a big red flag mm -hmm. when somebody's just like, cause I've had so many psychologically dangerous people in my life when somebody's just like, Oh, I love you. I love you. Love bomb, love bomb, love bomb. And that isn't to say that is what people do. You know, people pleasing looks that way. Like a lot of codependency looks that way. So like getting, like if somebody all of a sudden would like unzip my skin and live in my body, that feels so dangerous to me. I'm like, Ugh, no, too close. Boof. <laughs> you know, it's one thing to become fast friends. It's another thing mm -hmm. to go into bunny boiler territory. Yeah. And I, you know, I've missed the mark on that too, where like I'm a ball buster. Like that's how I show love. And, and I've, I've made the mistake of busting someone's balls that I didn't me really too. know enough to yeah. bust their balls, mm -hmm. you know, and I've had to apologize you know, and it's like, the, thank God for, you know, that tense yeah. stuff, because you just like, feel it. Oops, too where far. You see, where you could just see that person's body language change. Yeah. It's like, oh, I shouldn't have made a joke at your physical appearance's expense. Yeah. Because we don't know each other like that. But then there's other there's other people that just live to, like, I, I was in I was in a Zoom, and, and my buddy, who's an East Coast uh, old school comic, he, he shares, and he's like, in front of his Christmas tree, and he's got like a red... Um, long underwear shirt on, you know, just looking like looking thin and healthy. And like I waited, I waited till we were all just socializing. And I, I was like, I was like, dude, you look like keto Santa Claus, old <laughs> keto Claus over here. And it's just like, it's just like he was dying. Of, like, and it just yeah. felt good. Like, and it's just like, and he and I chit chatted afterwards, you know, it's just like, yeah. you know, it was good to see you in the space. And like, it just, I, I was, I was sitting on that nugget. He's like, oh, it was 
fucking great. Yeah. And that's that's when you know. Like, when you can make a joke like that and someone's not going to take offense to it. You know, because, I, I mean, I could have missed a mark even in that moment. Like, he maybe, knock on proverbial wood, but he could be thin because he's sick. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, that cancer looks great on me. <laughs> it's the same way. It's, it's like, it's, yeah. yeah. I think that, yeah, there is an unspoken rule if you haven't uh, been to, and this isn't true for all 12-step fellowships, by the way. AANA, any substance abuse 12-step no. fellowship, uh, if you go and hang out in a parking lot afterwards, whether that is digitally or physically, that is ball bust in time. That is like either to talk to your sponsor, mm-hmm. shake the shake somebody's hand, um, relate to somebody heavily, or sit around and shoot the shit and bust balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people call yeah. it, people call it the meeting after the meeting and I, I i do believe that the meeting after the meeting the parking lot hang as it were is just as important what goes on inside you know because you're, you're able and, and and two it's one of those places where you can immediately see it's who's practicing the principles lab. you know did you learn anything or are you going to blow your yeah, eyebrows I can, off i can i can say <laughs> yeah I can say all the things I need to say inside the space to make you think I'm okay, but do I take it to the streets? Like, am I conscious? Like, that's the thing. It's like, I, if I wasn't practicing any kind of spiritual path or steps or anything like that, you know, I wouldn't know that I hurt sure. that person's feelings enough to be like immediately have to like, hey, like, I, w- I, you know, I think I went a little too hard. I need you to know that I apologize. And then I, I didn't, I didn't yeah, mean and anything Yeah, and that too. It. Yeah, it's a good, op- it's a good opportunity. It's always, especially we have such a comorbid rate of ADHD. Impulsivity goes crazy in those moments. And it is a great opportunity to practice that 10 step amends, that like spot amends of like, oh, I crossed the line. Mm-hmm. My bad. How can I make that right? And, you know, uh it is it is how we practice that it definitely is how we practice that um and it also in a small town fellowship it's a moment of accountability we used to call it putting somebody in the hot seat at the denny's so it'd be like somebody be eating and then all of a sudden you'd be like how did i end up in the hot seat why are you reading my inventory get away from like you'd be like what are you talking about who i'm fucking is like because there are 20 people in this town you can't fuck (laughs) and that's i mean that's our entire, I mean, anybody in recovery maybe can relate to this. My entire adult life, I've been in a goddamn Denny's. <sighs> we used to hang out in the Denny's when we were hammered balls. And when you're early in recovery, there are not too many better hangs than oh, 1 a.m. Denny's With that, hangs. that ranch situation. Why is Denny's ranch the superior ranch to all ranch? I mean, because it knows that's the only way to make the food better. <laughs> they were like, we can make the food better. Like we're like, we could spend a whole bunch of, we could spend a whole bunch of money making the food good, or we can spend not as much money making. I do the have ranch to say, the food at Denny's has gone down, <laughs> but the ranch has stayed consistent. <laughs> ranch is always. I mean, I'm a. I mean, if you're on the West Coast, uh, I, I, I'm a, I'm a Black Bear oh. Diner guy. I, I would 24? rather go to a Black Bear Diner than a Denny's. Mm, yeah. Don't think so. No, and that's like that's the thing. I mean, because of the COVID. No. Like, there's not many 24-hour yeah. establishments anymore. Like, I mean, fuck. I went. I, I tried to go to a Taco Bell on December 23rd, <laughs> and it shut down at seven o'clock. In what fucking world? Ah. Has Taco Bell in any <laughs> incantation close. shut down at fucking se- at, at, at seven o'clock? At seven? <laughs> at seven? No, no. Hey, Taco Bell shut down at ten. Fine. Midnight. I get it. Seven p.m. Dinner time. Taco Bell. Are you fucking kidding me right now? Are you kidding? Shutting seven. I got feelings to eat pre-Christmas. You're gonna shut down at seven? Make me go to fucking I In-N-Out? Think what 
happened is that workers are hard to come by and they started asking nobody uh, wants yeah, to, nobody work to work anymore. anymore uh shout out to dave's tiktok uh but i think that like workers are uh asserting their rights a little bit more because i i used to work it i worked it in and out for like five oh, or not in that. and out it um at trader joe's for like five minutes i've never had the back strength to work it in and out that is athletic and uh and i was i woke up on christmas day and i was like ah shit i gotta run to the store i bet the trader joe's next to my house will be open sure enough it was closed and that's not true because back when i used to work Mm -hmm. for them they were open till three on on holidays and so i was like Mm -hmm. "Ooh, girl so i went to bonds and everybody was happy getting that double time you know because they they have unions and so they were living their lives but um but yeah so i think workers are i think companies are going a little easier on workers and i'm, yeah. I'm happy for that i i can't be mad at it if i worked there i'd be like yes fuck i yeah. have a day off thank you <laughs> uh yeah fuck but it. yeah D- dave fuck let's it. get to that next resolution like what's your yeah oh, what's you your number two resolution yeah because i yeah because I, I went to, number one first so we'll uh, go number two. finish my round of steps obviously, and realign a lot of my relationships. I can feel the realigning happening now. It's very weird. Uh, This always happens. I'm on my eighth step right now, or actually on my ninth step right now. And, um, and like the ninth steps usually where the, my own boundaries and my relationship with myself starts to realign as my relationship with others starts to realign. And so it is fascinating, like watching that happen. And so I want to continue that process and get uh get through this round of steps and get to that that those big spiritual breakthroughs and there might not be some big ones this might just be like a maintenance round this might be like hey your disease decided that money property and prestige were the things that wanted this time so we're going to deal with that um but so far it has been uncomfortable as fuck and it's going to continue to be uncomfortable uh but i want to be brave and show up to those changes I've never, I've never worked this. Yeah, no, it's a. Uh, <sighs> and I, like, I don't think, yeah, I don't think that's just, it, just like if you're do, doing it. There's gonna be like, I don't think, like some of them aren't terrible, but like, I mean, I'm working the steps in in a different fellowship mm-hmm. uh, than my primary right now, and it is uncomfortable mm-hmm. as fuck. It's like looking at all my shit with a different yeah. pair of glasses, you know. So, you know, I mean, I will, I will echo your two and say I would like to finish this new version of well it's not i mean they're the steps but it's this this other other fellowships perhaps uh, a new emphasis through you know a a redefining Mm. of our disease because my disease is like a a different a a different 12 step stairs to get down to a different church basement as it were um they have good snacks Mm, they have good well at least down here uh they have some good snacks i'm just saying Mm. i i personally hate the fucking (laughs) meetings but i I dig the step work (laughs) Yeah, I fucking. I mean, I feel. I honestly, I feel like I'm spying on motherfuckers. Too. I feel like a steak walking I mean, into a, walking into a dog pound. <laughs> just like, <laughs> oops. <laughs> yeah, I just, I, I just, I'm. Yeah, I, I get it, and like, I belong. It's not that. It's just like, I'm just getting way more out of the actual mm-hmm. work on myself, which is fine. You know, like, I mean, there's been many a times where I haven't wanted to walk into the primary fellowships rooms, you know, and, and you know, and I've still suited up and showed up. So I, I'm still just getting used to the, the different dynamics, you know, but I am finding a lot 
of 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 comfort and uncomfortability. I think they go hand in hand uh, with working through yeah. the steps in a yeah, different way. Yeah, I, I, uh, I've, dab- I've dabbled in other programs. I've never worked the steps in another program, but I have um, sat down with my sponsor, who we should have on. She's a delight. Um, a little side, I've mentioned this on the podcast, a little side note about me. Almost all of my friends and some of my family are therapists. <laughs> and a lot of my program people are therapists because we all, because I worked in treatment for so long. And so um, sitting down and defining my disease as codependency, people pleasing, um, has been some of the most uncomfortable and valuable work of my of my recovery. So like the first the first round of steps is all about the substance. And then after that, it was all about the shit that drove me to the substance. And it just gets deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. And, you know, learning to look at the steps in a less linear way and more and look at my disease in a less linear way, as, as I've heard it called a lot of times, the other side of the coin is often codependency. And um, I definitely, uh, I definitely respect, I, I've often thought like, oh, maybe I should do an ACA round through the steps. I have the book. Uh, maybe I should do a CODA round through the steps. Um, I've been asked not to do an Al-Anon round through the steps because uh, because there are people in my life in Al-Anon and they would like uh, to not share those spaces with me. And so um, so that is, uh, and that's the thing I can respect. There's, there's plenty of ways to define what crazy is in my head yeah but i don't think i i i will just interject i will interject here uh, i don't think it's fair to tell anybody to not work a program because they work that program i think it there's there's space enough sure. for the world yeah. to work you know like so i i you I'm, I'm speaking in generalities here i think there's enough space for everybody totally. to work any type of 12 that they want to you know and not and not like fucking if you're listening to this right now yeah you don't have to work a 12-step program in order to to find peace and happiness like that's the whole the whole mo of the podcast it's just like we want to be a window into anybody who recovers in any type Get of way that therapy possible, meditation you know, astrology like, like i got that i got that that's just somebody being somebody through yeah. an astrology podcast wherever you get your peace get your fucking mm-hmm. peace you know like uh yep. live live yep. live your best spiritual life and and i think if you're yeah, we we only speak of the twelve steps in our own relationships and worlds because that's that's just yeah. the method we chose, you know. Yeah, so that's just what yeah, we know the most. But I mean, I I know people who have not worked twelve steps and have been able to kick their yeah. drug of choice, you know. So that is completely also possible. But for an alcoholic like me, there was one choice to make, and I made it. Totally, that doesn't mean it's everybody's totally, totally. choice. You know. Um. Okay, so we both did number two, right? <laughs> we both did a number two. Yeah, we two. both did number two. <laughs> both did, mm, we both took a fat God, spiritual, spiritual shit. shit. What's your third one? There. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to be kinder to myself, just to treat me, just to treat me better. Whether that looks like healthier, or uh, you know, give myself space to be in pain, or not force myself to do things you know that I don't want to do. Just try to be kinder to me. Uh, try to take care of me better try to start a meditation practice that's a daily you know try not to pick up my fucking phone you know for an hour when i wake up in the morning try to like maybe do other things besides jump into arguing (laughs) with people um 
So just uh, tr- uh, the third thing is try to be kinder to myself, and that's an open door. I'm not going to get swole, but maybe I'll walk into the gym. You know, I'm not going to become a yoga master, but I might try a little, I, you know, I'm just trying to do more things that are kind to my body yeah. th- this year. And that's not a resolution to work out every day or meditate. I just, just trying to be kinder to myself. That's, that's number three. Cause I, 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 yeah, I love that. Sometimes. I, I, oh, that's so good because, you know, people don't, we don't, we talk about it on this podcast and um, on other stuff that I take in, but we don't really give a lot of credit to the wear and tear of stress on our central nervous system. Um, and when we grab our phone first thing in the morning, uh, I used to watch a partner do that. They First off, they would set, this is so funny, they would set their alarm to the sound of like that nuclear holocaust horn that every iPhone makes. Wah, wah. Uh, so that's womp, what they would womp, wake up womp. to. And they would wake up like, like they were fighting a bear, just like, ah! And they would wake up and then take that nervous energy of that alarm and then just stare into their phone for 45 minutes and I could just watch this person becoming more and more tense. And what was happening is that they were activating their central nervous system. They were activating their fight or flight response first thing in the morning. What that does is it decreases your ability to reason. It decreases, it actually creates hormones, stress hormones in your body that um, uh, lead to gaining weight. Um, It releases uh, stress hormones in your body that affect your sex drive, your mood, Again, your cognition, it creates tunnel vision first thing in the morning. And so you're waking up and you're just like, ugh. Like I woke up and I looked at my phone today and I was like, the CDC said what? And then I was just like, ugh. And instead of like allowing myself to become enraged, I was just like, okay, well, hmm. (laughs) You know? But like when we participate in, we're also getting a first hit if you are a rage person um a first hit of like dopamine serotonin you get to you get to, oh you know you get aggression your your uh your testosterone is pumping and that is not necessarily a male thing women have plenty of testosterone thank you i'm proof um but yeah so all that gets activated and so if you're going if you're starting your day shocking yourself with fight or flight i i question if that's great for yourself you know what i mean when i when I start a day correctly for me, I get up, I make a little coffee, I listen to the news, but I just listen to some light news. I you know, I drink a little coffee, I putz around. Um, if I'm really feeling myself, I go out for a walk, I do a little yoga. Like that's a ideal way for me to start the day. Or if I, you know, and I'm not, I'm a comedian, so if I have like nine to five schedule, I wake up, I, you know, I get my coffee and I run out the door, um, and I try to do as much of I uh, as I can on the go to feel connected to myself and my body and then at some point during the day I exercise for me exercise is I I've actually stopped harping on myself if I do yoga or I do meditation in a day I check the box I check that box for meditation does that make sense like because yoga is a physical yoga is definitely meditative and so so, um, I think prayer walking uh, biking can all be meditative and not every day with uh for me not every day with either yoga or meditation is uh, necessarily like the best. Like sometimes I'll be, um, like sometimes my head will be all over the place. But the good is in the effort, not in the results. Yeah, I, I just, uh, yeah, I think that all boils down to just trying to be kinder to my body. 
you know i mean there's some other shit i'd like to work through like you know get a little bit better grip on the grief but i I think being kinder to myself will help Mm -hmm. me recover from the other things i think so too and i think too like the grief i think and mm, forgive me if i'm putting words in your mouth but and i could be wrong but it it feels to me having been through the grief process a couple of times in my life it feels to me that you're in the part where it's like you just I don't want to say coasting. You're just feeling it. It's not necessarily like the nitty gritty. You've done the nitty gritty. And now it's like getting your sea legs. And, um, and I just watching you do that has been such a joy and such a, uh, not a joy. I want that sounds morbid. What I mean is it's been awe inspiring to watch you face your grief head on. Cause that is not what I did. I did the opposite of that and imploded my life and then had to face my grief head on. And so I mean, that does sound appealing. That does sound yeah. appealing, blowing yeah. it all up. Yeah. And just appealing. like, you're just, um, you're such a hero to me in that. Like, I'm so grateful to get to see well, you. Thank you. Oh, look, take at the, the oh, look at him being kinder to himself, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, it's, it's not just death grief. Yeah. It's loss in general. And I've had a lot of different losses that aren't just death losses. So I think it's like... It's a it's it's turned into a, a ball mm-hmm. that can be labeled grief, and there's a lot of different mm-hmm. parts to it. So uh, I I'd say with certain uh, grief, I am in that space that you described, and the other types of grief that I've encountered, I'm still mm-hmm. it's still raw as fuck, you know. So uh, I don't I don't particularly say I'm in any real space with all of it simultaneously, um, but like. You know, I just, it's there. It's in it. It does, it does affect my life. I don't let it run my life, but it does affect a lot of the things in, uh, that, that, uh, that I do. Um, it doesn't prevent me from living my life, but it is uh, definitely walking around with one of those weighted blankets everybody loves so much. I, I took a weighted blanket to my sponsor's house, tried to give it to her, and she was like, I don't want that. Um, <laughs> so I think I'm going to... Yeah, why would I like my life feels like a weighted blanket? Why would I want that? Like you know, you're doing good in life when you're like, please put more pressure on my body with I, I a physical actually, object. Um, uh, it, I actually like the feeling of a weighted blanket. I know it's not for everybody, um, but I, I was just gonna say that's a, that's a measure how well you're doing. If you if you if a weighted blanket gives you comfort, that means yeah, you're doing pretty yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. Actually, it's one of the things that'll help me like lay on my back because um, I should sleep on my back. I've got one good position left sleeping, and it's my back. <laughs> Just wait. It's not hanging upside down in yeah, the closet oh like my a bat. God, that would feel so good on my spine. You have no idea if I could find a if I get people do that. People have that ha- that yeah. those ankle cuffs where they hang from a pole. I, I'm just saying that maybe 2022 is 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 the year oh Anna to sleep like a bat. That. Also, that means my abs would be amazing. I did shout out to Soup Daddy. We went. He encouraged us. This was not responsible. He encouraged a bunch of us to go with him to Jumbo's Clown Room on Christmas, which is a strip club. Yeah, fucking J- Jared texts me. He's like, "Do you want to bring your mom to Jumbo's Clown Room?" I was like, "Oh my god, room? how fun would that be?" And I'm like, "Yo, I don't got that kind of." I don't got that kind of ma. Like, I, my mom barely knows I DJed at a strip club at ah, one point yes. in my life. I'm I'm a big fan of strip clubs. I believe those ladies need to oh, they, yeah. they need to earn a living just like everybody. But it's like I told my mom about it though. I said I said, hey, my friend Jared 
invited us to go to Jumbo's Clown Room. She's like, what's that? I'm like, well, Mom, oh, it's a place was, where there's clowns I'm just imagining and titties. Illinois mama. Or Illinois mama. And she oh, laughed, okay. but there was no... There, there, no. She laughed. And she's <laughs> no. like, oh, that's funny. And that's it. I'm obsessed. Uh, that's really cute. I love that. Uh, I love that you got to see your mom. Um, I did go. I stayed masked you up. Did. I have gotten a COVID test. I do not have COVID-19. Thank you very much. Um... I stayed in a little corner, uh, so I wouldn't be like around the patron. It's funny I didn't. Tr- they call it the, they call it the champagne room oh. for those listening. The little Tr- corner and the strip club is the I'm champagne a good audience room. Member. I sit up front. I bring dollars. I um, and I said every time I said thank you very much and Merry Christmas. <laughs> I was like. And they were all exactly. Jewish. They were like, all yeah, right, happy bitch. Holidays, thank like, you whatever. Very much. Like, everybody was super nice. I did watch people heckle uh, in the worst way a human can heckle. Uh, it was a couple up front that only looked at the girlfriend's cell phone. Like, she would not let the party that she was with fully focus on the show. And, uh, and uh, I watched them completely heckle like five or six different dancers. I watch how dancers handle it. They were, some of them were funny. Some of them just ignored them. Uh, some of them were very aggressive. Uh, and I, I appreciated that. And then right before we left, I decided I would be the, the wet blanket for those people. And I just stuck my whole arm. So it's like two people like huddled up and I stuck my arm in between them to put a dollar on the stage. <laughs> and and they finally stopped doing what they were doing. I think they got it. I think they got it. It was like one one female performer to another. Anna, Anna just fit. Anna just I did. fisted. I fisted their, their personal, personal space, so they went away, and it was great. And uh, those seats filled in with good patrons, and um, because it was like one female performer to another, baby, it was so much fun. But uh, stayed masked up, stayed super safe. Um, you know, straw under my mask. I uh, did what I had to do, but it was it was actually really fun. I was like, I can't tell if this is the saddest thing I've ever done or the funniest thing I've ever done, but it was it was actually really fun. And um, mm. and uh, yeah, so I don't know why I'm telling that story, but it was just funny. <laughs> well, I just it's shout, shout out to strippers, sex workers of all kinds. You that, you are loved get here. Get that money. Also, questions. that course, speaking of like body and like body yada yada, I was like, I've got to get better core like better abs it the amount of ab strength that these women demonstrate i mean mm-hmm. i was like this is some cirque du soleil yes. like like the artistry mm-hmm. the artistry of it all i was like damn because i wow. i physically with my bad back could never yeah. do anything like that and i'm just like oh. i was like in awe i was like oh my god i wish i could do that like hanging upside down like a bat a lot of them hung upside down like a bat when I, yeah, when I was uh, when I was a DJ at a strip club, it, 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 and I think when you texted me about it, uh, that what what exotic dancers or strippers, however you want to be uh, identified as, um, are very much like yeah. stand-up comics. There are there are ones that you notice that work really really hard at the craft, and they're like up and down and spinning around, and they really fucking put on a show. And then there's other ones that are just like I got big old titties. And I'm gonna sp- and I'm gonna stand on these heels. I'm gonna I'm gonna bend my fart box in your face, and you're gonna put you're gonna put the dollar in between the string, but and I'm gonna walk off. Those ladies, and that's okay what too. What I notice is those that's ladies okay wear too. their strings, right? So like, oftentimes they're funny, or their song selections are really good. 
um, or they'll just they'll do what they can do on the pool and, or on the floor. They'll do their little routines, but like in general, they know what they're about, and that self awareness was great. <laughs> yeah, there is yeah. less self awareness in stand up comedy than there is. <laughs> yeah, singing. it's. So what is your third? Uh, yeah, I no, was gonna, that's sorry, perfect. Didn't mean to cut you off, but I, I, I was. I figured titties uh, had to lead into your um, third bigger resolution. Titties, better apps. Um, no, my my uh, third one is. I love that you heard yourself say those things. I love like, I love no. to say things and then disagree with myself because it's funny. Um, I uh, mm-hmm. I actually this is gonna sound a little weird because it sounds like a career goal, but it, in many ways it's a spiritual goal. I want to get back to the basics of my career, but practicing it with the separation of church and state, you know, the ego, the separation of ego and identity, right? And um, and to uh, put out an album, to like record an album. And for me, that's conquering a lot of fear. I think a lot of people, I had talked about releasing an EP because I thought I had like something worthy of an EP and then I listened to the, the, the audio came back bad. So I'm sorry if you listened to you and were like, yeah, I want that EP. Guess what? You're going to get a full album. Um, uh, because I, I, I just like to get that done and not just get it done, but like, I feel like a lot of the jokes are at a point where I could be proud to record them. And, um, and be proud of it in the future and um and also the the getting into like the craft the things that i learned roasting and you know the way that i can be highly systematic in my approach to my writing uh to get back to that and not just sort of wander on stage and like loosey-goosey feel things out to really like not be scripted but be um be mindful and deliberate and so um that's going to require uh asking for help it's going to require asking for feedback it's going to require um putting myself out there and going with the flow just in case we get some sort of new variant that like makes everyone you know grow you know assholes out of their assholes and you know and turn into a puddle double asshole asshole variant and then everyone turns into a puddle like it's going to require some flexibility and a a big measure of how much i've grown in the last couple years um and uh and we'll see how it goes we'll see how it goes and and um i just want to i just you know the good is in the effort and i want to start putting out that major effort you know like you know that there you go that is that the, is the, the, three that is the resolution. So look for <laughs> Anna Valenzuela's 2022 album recording Come. coming down the pipe. Have you set a month goal yet, yet. on when you um, want to do it? I definitely want to make it like a month that isn't uh, all COVID-y. Okay. <laughs> I want to... Well, guess what, sister? Oh, COVID-y, Every yeah, month so is all well, COVID-y. Uh, I, haven't, I haven't set that out yet. Um, and also tweet at me, uh, I, I definitely going to be asking people because one of the things I did before I started doing standup was I always, I obsessively listened to standup comedy. So I need to start listening to standup comedy again and stop, uh, only watching anime and serial killer documentaries. Um, so, uh, I got to get back mm-hmm. into the practice of taking in, taking in our art, you know, um, not just at shows or at mics, but like actually, listening to the nuance of a crafted album and so um so yeah i'll be bugging you about that i'll be bugging everybody about that um but i uh yeah i haven't set a month date yet we're not quite 
there yet. What we're at is waking up every day and writing out the bits and then, um, you know, then set that date and get the, get the schedule going. So 2022 coming in hot. So keep your eyes out hot and spicy. And Mm -hmm. I have a feeling too, um, that, uh, the thing is, I mean, I'm not one of those people that's like, 2020 is going to be my year. 2022 is going to be my year. 2023 is going to be my year. I don't want to be that bitch. Uh, I think every year comes with its ups and downs. Uh, it can all be hard and it could all be great. Um, and I, uh, I, I just, I have a, I have a lot of hope for our newly humbled world. I think we all got a little humbled. Hopefully. Hopefully. Mm. You think? Some of us, baby. I don't know. It's still not good out there in those streets. I don't know how many. I don't know how many. Let's go, Brandon stickers. I drove by today to get back to my house, but it was a lot. Oh God, this will be a whole another ten minutes of the. Basically, let's go, Brandon is something that uh, people who are Trump supporters like to yell instead of saying "fuck Joe Biden." There's a NASCAR driver named Brandon who won a race, and like the crowd behind him during the newscast post race was chanting "fuck Joe Biden." And the newscaster tried to cover oh. it up. And they're like, what are they yelling? And he's like, they're yelling, let's go, Brandon. So uh, the people have weaponized that that phrase, let's go, Brandon, as a way to uh, be cutesy about saying fuck Joe Biden. And my opinion is just like, are you too big of a snowflake to not say what you mean? Just say fuck Joe Biden also, and be an adult. Think- say it with your chest. Also, if say, you're it, say it with your chest. And or if you're a conservative and you don't think liberals also don't like Joe Biden, trust me, he's he's the compromise no one wanted, baby. Well, not, <laughs> not, not only that. Oh, I mean, I and that mm-hmm. I, I'm not gonna get political, but it's just like you won't ever see me flying a fucking uh, uh, I love Joe Biden flag just the same way you'll never see yeah. me flying a fuck Trump flag. Like I think. The performative nature of flying gigantic flags on your car, you're a douchebag. I, I think you, you should get a flag that says big flags are for douchebags and then just like fly that flag. Like how funny would that be? Yep. Yep. Did I come up with a merch? I don't know. We'll see. Maybe that maybe that'll be number four. Maybe that'll be my fourth goal for twenty twenty two is find a big enough flag big to fly. Flag to fly. I love that. Letting his freak flag fly, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen. We we're done. We're we're done with this. We're, uh, we did it. We, we did it, guys. Dave. So thanks for tuning in. I hope you have a good 2022 New Year's Eve, whenever this comes out. Uh, take care of yourselves. Try to be kind to one another. Uh, and you can find me, as always, at Yates Comedy on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. <laughs> and you can support me directly by buying hot sauce. Ha ha hot sauce. You can find me com. at Annabelle you know, Fun on Twitter, you. Instagram, TikTok, all the things. Um, you can also go to AnnaBalanceWayla.com for show dates. And um, uh, ooh, I was in a little commercial. Check it out. Knox Financial, baby. Um, and uh, I scream. That's all I do. I go, I go, <gasps> and then I scream. Um, and then uh, classic, classic Annabelle and uh, you can also uh, find me, like, uh, find this podcast at 12Q Pod on all the things. And, um, you know, stay tuned. We're, we're, we're rocking and rolling. We had, a, we had like, the last couple years, we had a lot of um, 
we had a lot of ups and downs. And so a lot of our best, our best laid plans just were plans that never <laughs> came to fruition with this podcast. So keep your eyes peeled. We're, we're getting it together, guys. I promise. Um, but we're also really grateful to have you. Uh, and thank you for listening. Thank you for listening when my editing hasn't been that good. Uh, thank you for listening uh, when we've not had both of us here. Um, we just appreciate you so much. And thanks for reaching out to us and telling us uh, how much you value the podcast. So uh, we we look forward to taking you guys into 2022. And how we end this podcast every time is day. And nobody has told you this today. I love you. <gasps> Thank you, my friend. Love you too. And if you're listening out there in 12 Questions Podcast Land, uh, and if nobody's told you this today, oh we love God. you, everybody. Thanks for listening. I was Bye. just so in shock that you didn't fight me on that. Thank you.